Hello there. Oh, I've got lots of letters for Santa today. Every year they're the same. Some ask for toys, but Mara has questions. Oh, she wished. To give me a present? I'd like to be a dentist. Christmas specials we love. If you hear that iconic theme song, you might have an indication of which special we're covering. And no, it's not Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Super excited to talk about this episode. My, in rewatching this, oh, have times changed. Very anxious to hear from our very, also, I was going to say, our, my Christmas-loving panel. All of different ages and backgrounds. Rick, Kelsey, and Elaine. Okay, guys. Hey, Kev. Hey, Kev. Now, hey, Queen. what was it? Okay, so we have some. Hey, Queen is right. So we have, obviously, we've got Gen X, we've got Gen Z, we've got Millennials. So we're covered on this. I'd like to go around the horn and just get just general thoughts. I'm going to, Kelsey, I'd like to start with you, who's representing Ooh. the Millennials. Okay. Your thoughts on the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's going to be a little sad. Okay. All right. Thank you. We will we will explore that in further detail. Yeah, in today's episode, we will, what we do is we'll be going scene by scene. And after that, we'll get into some production notes and history of this and other specials we'll be covering. Let's take it over to, let's take it to Anne over in Gen X world. It's interesting because this made me the antithesis of sad. Nostalgia, I feel, for this show and all things Peanuts and Charlie Brown, I was here smiling watching this. I definitely watched it with a little bit different of a a viewpoint than when I was a kid, so I have some thoughts on that, but I love every minute of this, from the football scene to the pumpkin patch. All right, good to hear. Rick, going over to you, you and I are, we've been lumped into Gen X, but we're from a lost generation because we're not boomers and we're not really Gen X. Needless to say... Your thoughts. It was fun to, to view it after many years of not seeing it. So I think that distance from it was interesting because I had forgotten so much about it. But I think it, what struck me the most, Kev, is that it's really a great barometer of where a culture has gone and what you could do back in those days in 1966 and the 70s and what we grew up with compared to what is on the table now. But it was interesting. One of the biggest things that, that struck me, too, was that it was different in that all the characters have children's voices as the talent. And if you think about most of the animated specials, it's adults playing kids' voices. Mm-hmm. I forgot that didn't even dawn on me until reviewing. That was the big thing wow, that I took I away. I forgot that. These were child actors playing that. I'm sure Anne has that in the production notes, which we'll get into later. But okay. And so, yeah, yeah and, very, and with a very adult dialogue. The references yeah. and everything is very adult in nature, as opposed to adults dumbing it down to kid level conversation oh, something that struck you, me did you enjoy it? i was offended kevin i was offended <laughs> okay. yes i enjoyed it but i understand where kelsey's coming from too there were parts of it that did make me sad i will chime in on that as we get into the uh, the rolling action Kelsey, i don't know if this is going to make you happy to hear this or not but i join you in sad but i was this always made me sad it. This always made oh, me to hold the Charlie Brown character. Yes, the nostalgia, the retro, and I'm in on all that. But past that, I always, yes, I just, I just to see him constantly lose. It just, I don't yes. know what it triggered in me as a kid, but oh, I, feel. I just was always like, can this poor guy just, get, please, can we just, can he catch can a break? Once, one oh. time. Even if you hang, listen, if you hang on long enough, and maybe we'll do this in, the, in an off holiday season. 
But Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, a feature film that they made in the late 70s, he, at least the Charlie Brown team, gets a quasi, a slight victory over the guys from the, the evil camp that they go against. But yeah, it's tough to find your wins with good old Charlie Brown. And that, to me, may, always made it hard to watch. I agree with that, too, absolutely. But also, it's you have to take the wins for Charlie Brown where they come. For example, and we'll get into this with scene by scene, but when he gets the invitation to the party, mm. of course, Luke knocks him down. But he has that moment of joy where he's dancing around saying, hey, I got an invitation to the party. So he has those moments of joy. And then we get into... Uh, but no, then they like, deflated the balloon. Yeah. They popped his balloon right <laughs> immediately after. I think you're going to take get we're get, You're right. We're get, but yeah. we're getting ahead. We're getting it. All right. So it opens up with, of course, the iconic theme, which is actually titled Linus and Lucy. I don't know if you guys knew that. And I'm sure you have it in your production notes, in. But this iconic song, this is the this is actually the first time it plays. This is the third special to come out for Charlie Brown. It's the second holiday special following a Charlie Brown Christmas. Aired in 1966, but it's the first time the I think the Linus and Lucy theme song plays, which now becomes it's not really a Halloween theme, it's the theme for the entire series. It's that dun, 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 which I was we played on our intro here. It opens up with Linus and Lucy and the pumpkin carving, which to me, I seen a kid with a giant knife and pulling <laughs> stuff out like guts out of the pumpkin and you kill. And it, is it Linus who says you killed it? Oh no! And yeah. I was like, I, I don't know how that flies with young kids today. Yeah. That brought back some memories for me, Kev. I, I don't know if you did in your house, but we always would lay out newspaper and kids today would not know what that experience is used oh. to catch all the seeds and stuff. So okay, that brought me it. back. Yep. But would you? But did anyone else react to the giant knife? Or was I, yeah. I, 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 oh, okay. Because no. maybe I've lost. No. <laughs> no, definitely. I cracked up. So it's like, oh my gosh, we used to just grab the knife now, but I have grandkids and they're not even allowed to touch anything sharp. Now they have the kits with the little plastic knives and the scoopers where we used the big kitchen chef's knife in our hands. All right, Kel. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. I don't remember the knife. That's- yeah. I honestly, for me, the first scene was with Lucy being a big Charlie over the football. That's seared in my brain. That is okay. So yeah, I wonder I if that's the, the knife. I wonder if that's the ADD of the new generation. Though. Do you know what I mean? No, really, because Kelsey and I talk oh, about I this because like, I'm with them right now. It's difficult to watch anything without picking up my phone and doing ten oh, other yeah. things. No, but there was stuff before that, like Snooky blowing the leaf, and then Linus with his big lollipop getting it stuck in the leaf pile. That that's all interesting little detail that they threw in there. Okay, so move on to the the missing of the football. Go kick the football. Oh, yeah, no, I'll hold it, I promise. And, of course, she pulls it away, and he falls, and it's like, oh, you didn't, the document wasn't notarized. I just, I don't know, it was always painful. Maybe because I was the youngest, and this would have been my life. But even watching it again, I'm like, I I don't know. See, I was the I was like, I thought it was miserable. I was like, what the hell? This is sad. I didn't like it one little bit. It didn't. I didn't laugh. I didn't smile. I was annoyed by it. I was like, what? I was half hoping that Charlie would always just kick Lucy. I know. <laughs> Ran up to the football, know. you know? I mean, after a while. For sh- yeah. This, as you guys may or may not know, is the first time we see this iconic scene that later became one of the po- most popular Peanuts scenes. I think it showed in what all of, but maybe two of the, the specials after this. 
So there had to be some sort of love from the audience back then in the 60s. And I think that kind of speaks to that, too. That's how it was in the neighborhood. There was the kid who was the bully and there was the kid who wanted to hang with the bully. And Lucy was the bully and Charlie Brown was the kid who wanted to play. In it. Progressive in the sense we have a female bully. Yeah. Right, yeah, a little bit. But we had those in the neighborhood. I remember the bunch of female, the female bullies. They were there. They were real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were scarier than the boy bullies. They were more conniving. Okay, and so wait, now, Kelsey, that must have been confusing, right? Because you didn't have bullies. Did you have bullies like that in your world? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The ones who didn't like your pictures on Facebook? You forget that I'm not, I didn't grow up. I got a cell phone in high school. I wasn't, I didn't grow up. Doug and, yeah, no, yeah, Doug and Deb did. But also, not even my, it's not even my parents. We, for my generation, a lot of us, and I'm older millennial, iPhones weren't really until end of high school for me. We still had the, we had the mean girl bullies, and I grew with Anne. The girls are always meaner because they use their brains and they're just evil. Good point. Hey, Kev, can I ask a question? Yeah. Just about the football, something that, that other people may not realize is we also grew up with the Schultz comic strip in the Sunday yep. paper, in oh, the comic right. section. And that was a big part of it, too, was Charlie Brown always missing the kick fo- football. Do you guys know if when Schultz was close to retirement, if he ever let Charlie kick it? I seem to recall oh. that being a big thing, oh, but I don't know. I could be just making up. Here's a tease for upcoming specials. We will be covering mm. Thanksgiving. We will cover Charlie Brown Christmas. We will have that answer for you. Thank and you. Are following one of our upcoming episodes for sure. I throw this out to the crowd. Do you hope he kicked the football or do you hope that the theme of him not being able to kick the football oh, I don't know. stayed true? I don't know the end no. That- I'll let the poor guy. I don't know if Schultz maybe caved to social pressure, that maybe there was an outcry that let the kid kick it for once. I don't know. It's fine. Go like- back to those comics, Rick, too. That was a different world as well. You'd get the Sunday paper, Kelsey, and it was wrapped in the comics. The, the first uh, section was comics, and it was a fight as little kids to be able to read that. And then think of, Rick, do you remember some of the time? You had Charlie Brown, you had Family Circus. That used to Dooney. be like, Beetle right, Bailey. Beetle yep. Bailey. Apartment 3G. Doomsday. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man oh, was a big one. Wow. Yeah, there were good so, ones. Kelsey, yeah. is this all going over your head? Do you remember <laughs> a comic book section in your Sunday paper? No. Oh, no. Nothing. Nothing. Oh. I remember my mom was big on the comics, so she would always like, she would save it for my sister and I, and she would be like, this one's hilarious, but I don't remember, and like, never weird. read it. Kelsey, they would play, some of them would continue on for the daily right. paper, yeah. and then there were ones oh, that were soap and dramatic. Remember the adult ones, Rick and Ann? Like, I, I do. Apartment 3G. And just, they made no sense to you as a kid. And I remember doing with, again, all my free time one night doing a dive (laughs) to find them all and to see when they all went extinct, like in the late 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, most of them are gone. We'll have to maybe revisit that in a following episode, which ones (laughs) actually still lived. And how much sales went down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Kelsey, you would take Silly Putty. Which was a great stocking stuffer. Let's bring this back to Christmas. <laughs> okay. You'd get your smelling putty and then you'd put it on the comic and you'd peel it off and it would, the imprint of the comic would be on the silly putty. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, I'm I'm you guys. And it was a lot of fun. But then the s- silly putty went from brown to black. And then it of all like the ink, really it went weird. dirty yeah. and gross. It also bonds. <laughs> By the way, shout out. 
we have to do one of these things because this is obviously very retro, our little Christmas show here. We'll have to get into some toys and we'll have to get into some of those things mm. with the decades. But shout out to the Silly Putty inventor. Yeah, Think about what it did. It bounced. It took impressions like that. You could mold it into different things. It didn't stick yeah. to anything that it wasn't supposed to stick to. Yeah. It was yeah. a parent's dream and a kid's, and a kid's dream. It was amazing. Yeah. Again, and it was cheap. And cheap. And it had its own container in the little egg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today, that's something a parent would get a kid pushing a shopping cart outside of an aisle. Outside of the register, they might see it hanging there, and the kid goes, oh, yeah, and they'll play with it for five minutes. But to us, remember, that was a big deal. That was your present. Yeah. You didn't get that. Rick, unless you grew up differently, that was birthday or Christmas, right? And you were psyched to get it. Yeah, you were so excited. Toys were a lot more expensive and far less accessible. Mm. Yeah. All right, moving on. Linus and Charlie Brown writing The Great Pumpkin, and now we get the comparisons between The Great Pumpkin and Santa Claus. And I thought it was interesting that Santa Santa just has better PR, better public relations, which I thought was very adult, than The Great Pumpkin. Rick, what were we going to say? It was very interesting because Linus says, maybe you just try harder. And I don't know if you guys will remember, but that was the slogan of Avis Rent-A-Car. Yes. Exactly. And that was probably a running commercial. They may have even sponsored, served as a sponsor for the first airing of this thing. So I, I wonder if that was inserted in. Let's go to the production notes. It was Dolly Madison. Don't oh. you remember, Rick? And I think Coca-Cola. Yes, but Dolly, Dolly Madison. Remember as a kid, you would, I would always remember all of these were Dolly Madison. In fact, Dolly Madison and Coca-Cola were actually embedded in the original shows. So to uh, back in 66, there were brief shots at the beginning where you could see like the owl flies in to the scene, like where the gang is running past the scarecrow and the scarecrow actually advertised Coke. Oh, and, and they cut uh, it out. And then they cut it out and then they come upon that ghost near another scarecrow and, he, and that's advertising Dolly Madison. No kidding. Yeah, and then there's a second plug at the closing credits, and all that stuff has been changed. So if you're interested in seeing the original, you can find it on YouTube, and it's pretty cool because now you just see that owl fly into the screen, and it looks a little bit awkward, and that's because they cut that original commercial. Interesting. Interesting. That is. What's funny, I was talking to God, I was talking to a, prof- a professor of history, and uh, actually he hosts a show on PBS genealogy. I think I told you about this, Kelsey. Celebrity genealogies is his thing. And we started talking about all the holidays around the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, and we got to Kwanzaa. And he knew the founder of Kwanzaa, who actually lives in Long Beach, California. And he was like, yeah, he made it all up. And, and, but then he, but he paused and he said, but aren't they all made up? And I'm like, of course they are. So it brings me over to the great pumpkin mm-hmm. where I feel like today, if this came out today and were as popular as it were then, because we're so into escapism today and because everyone wants to belong to some kind of community, I swear to God we could create a, a movement for the Great Pumpkin. He could be right there with Santa and the Easter Bunny. I think if it came out today, it would yeah, and then kids would be like, what, more presents? And That's what so- I was going to say. I literally wrote that in <laughs> my notes. I want the Great Pumpkin to bring me presents. Okay, so side note, when this, if this show is successful, and by the way, please, little... Guys, if you are listening to us and you enjoy the show and you're on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating, leave us your comments, and please spread the word. We all here love the holidays so much, and there's so many of these great specials to cover, and we'll be covering them as it goes on, but the more you, more support you guys give us, I don't know, 
the more we'll be able to do this, the more we'll be inspired to do it, et cetera, et cetera. Can but, I add one, one thing on that, on the Great Pumpkin and Schultz, because as Rick mentioned it, and I don't know if this is better suited for production notes, but he actually had scholars thinking that this came from some story. Okay. The past, and he actually, and Schultz came up with it when he was writing a strip that involved Linus's confusion between Christmas and Halloween. Because, you know, Linus is a little kid. Everything has significance. Nothing is unimportant. And Christmas was already known to be an important holiday with Santa and all that as one of the symbols. Halloween had to be a special day, too. Because mm. of Linus's confusion in the strip, he created this great pumpkin. And scholars, years after, still didn't believe that it didn't come from some other From story. something, so, yeah. Let's move forward to today. And there's an amazing cartoon, Outer Limits, which comes from the creators of Rick and Morty. And they did a Halloween special this year, which we will cover. Again, if you give us, please support us, spread the word, give us those five-star ratings in your comments. And if we can keep this going into a season two, we'll cover the Outer Limits special. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. But they summon a great pumpkin. Nice. They summon that great pumpkin. Yes. And I don't want to give anything else away, but it's really funny because obviously the creators of these shows grew up watching this stuff and played with it. I don't know. It just it, it got me thinking. Seeing Kelsey, you yeah, you could. This would have today. Yeah, we could create a great pumpkin. Hell yeah, I love it. Probably still could if we want to. But I, do we need any more, Rick? I'm all set. <laughs> yeah. Kev, what was the name of that special? The Outer Limits. Outer Limits. It's if you love Rick and Morty, and you're jonesing for more Rick and Morty, Outer Limits is fantastic. And they did a Halloween special. It's good. It's good stuff. Nice. Uh, maybe we'll cover it in the future. Okay, so then Snoopy comes in and laughs at them. And didn't Snoopy always have the nickname Joe Cool? He did have Joe Cool. Wasn't he Joe Cool? But the reason I bring that up is because it always seems that he's a little bit above the fray with these buffoons. They're all doing their thing. He's always in his own world. He's always, Kelsey, as the kids would say, he's always doing him. I'm going to do me. Snoopy does him. Yeah, I don't know when that Joe Cool nickname came to be, Kev, but we'll Let's bring that back up when we find out about if, if Charlie Brown actually got to kick that Gets to kick the football. When, we, when they're making the Santa comparisons and Snoopy just yeah. comes in and just laughs to it, like the discussion more PR, which I thought just it's just laying the groundwork down for he's That's his character. But we move on and Lucy mocks Linus. Great line, though. Yeah. Religion, politics, and the great pumpkin not to be discussed. Now, isn't that true? I mean, that speaks volumes and just insert whatever you want to be yeah. as the great. Object. But today, more than yeah. that, if anything I've held up from that, 50s yeah. later, oh. by the way, 55 years later this week is when this aired. That, that I thought that line was very powerful. Totally. I know. And for a little kid, Linus is a kid, as Rick pointed out before, they're all kids with children actors. And to have that insight at the age of six is it's pretty unbelievable. And well, why this show is... Timeless, I think. If sure parents were able to watch it with the kids, right? Yeah, I would argue it's more for the adults, honestly, because all the yeah. inside adult references. But I think here's why they knew they had us, Rick, and why it probably was smart marketing. You're in prime time. If you get the parents, I think the kids are in automatic because, Kelsey, this was a time where you only saw cartoons on a Saturday morning. That was it. On three channels, there were three networks. And that was the big thing. In fact, it was such big business for the networks that they had they each had a division separately just for the cartoons. Now, this is before Nickelodeon. This is before Disney Channel. This is before DVDs. And today, where everything's just available, it was precious. If you were a little kid, 
and you were and God forbid your poor grandparent was flipping channels and went over a cartoon, you'd be like, stop, what's that? <laughs> you were so starved. So yeah. for them, they automatically had us. We were going to tune in no matter what. But- and did you guys have, on that same note, the special aired once. It's like Tuesday night at okay. it is Charlie Brown. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So your parents would hold that over your head. Hey, if yes. you do A, B, or C, you're not going to get to watch Charlie Brown. You'd be like, I have to do whatever I can do to watch. I'm going to, I'll do all my chores. I'll do my brother's chores. I'll do whatever because I'm only going to get to see the. Kelsey, does that speak to you at all? Like with American Idol, was there anything when you were growing up where it was like, nope, you can't watch this unless you do that? Wait, say that one more time. Kev, you cut out. I'm sorry. Were there ever times in your life where your parents would say you're not watching American Idol tonight unless you do all your chores or you do your homework because because this all these specials were all held over our head yeah I think it was funny for me because American Idol was actually is actually a very good example because that was the only thing I really remember us watching growing up I did gymnastics to the wee hours of the evening we got home at eight or nine so I usually got home and had to do homework and then went to bed I didn't watch a ton but we would always watch American Idol or whatever but I always it, it's hard because I always have my stuff done they were never like oh you can't watch unless this and so we never had anything like this that I was like oh my god I gotta get my math and work well, done to watch Charlie because I think it speaks to my point because you had a, it was so available to you yeah it wasn't as available to us we didn't have uh, these options this was it and, and once a year one and done that was it. Yeah. For us, and it was always there. So I was like, what? Right. And I don't know about you guys, but there were certain ones of these specials that always would fall asleep when I was really young at the end and miss the ending. Yes. And so then I would have to wait for the whole year to see it. Now, can't yeah, it was like... No, go ahead, Rick. No, please, you go ahead. I was going to ask, did you pretend that you made it through the end? Wizard of Oz, that's one for me. <laughs> yeah, right? I, and I, always, I always fell asleep. Always. I was gone before the flying monkeys. Same. Hilarious. <laughs> Rick, what were you going to say? No, it's just one answer. Chitty Bang was another one that was on once a year. But yeah, Wizard of Oz and maybe Willy Wonka might have been another one that was a one and done for the year. But yeah, you'd have to play on your whole week ahead. Hey, Kev, can I make a point about Lucy when she comes in and talks? Yeah, I think when we're talking about how the culture has changed, I think she says blockhead and stupid and... I'll pound you. Right. All And just violence and negativity. And it's that was how we grew up, though. Feelings really couldn't be hurt. You were hurt if you got hit, right? But today, that would be abusive behavior, and it would be stopped immediately. But you can't say that on TV now. No. You know what I mean? No, would that be proper to do to in general between kids? But I think, I think it's good for when younger people see this, Kelsey, even our producer, Elaine, to see this then you can understand why we're maybe so messed up or why we say the things we do or what, that's why you can't hold the standards of today by 60 years ago that's how we grew up we didn't know any better that's how it was for us yeah well, we're unidirectional yes finally sally approaches linus and in love and is it me or is is sally the psychotic ex-girlfriend ex-boyfriend type of personality that's so hot and cold with him I never noticed as a kid where she's all hot and heavy and romantic and then just just tears him to shreds. Okay, Rick, I want to hear your thoughts on that. And then yeah. I have a definite opposing you, view. Okay. No, I didn't get that hot and cold thing. I think she, she definitely loves Linus. But what was interesting is when she was finally next to him and said, don't you try to hold my hand. It's like, I wonder what I'm that... You crazy girlfriend. 
just but like, I think it was I think there was a more innocent view of affection back then between girls and boys. It yeah. wasn't quite so physical. Okay, totally opposite view of this because <laughs> to me, Sally Brown was like one of the first cartoon feminists, man. She was more okay, evolved, nice. I think, than you're thinking of, Kev. She was all right, she was she was, she was like the youngest Lucy, member. Wouldn't Lucy right? be a feminist too? Yeah. No, Lucy to me, no. Lucy was a mean bully with a little bit of a soft spot in her heart. But she had her own business. She was a psychiatrist. She had her boots. But let's get back to Sally, can we? She didn't need a man. Back to Sally. Back to Sally. She didn't need a man. It's right. All right. Here's the thing, though, with Sally, right? She was like, all right, she wanted to be with the big kids, but she wasn't really sure if it was legal or not, and she didn't want to be part of a rumble. Right then, right. who made her own costume on her own? And she's five. Sally Brown. Could her big brother do it? No. Can we then, explore who her big brother was? She chose love <laughs> over conformity. She was a baller, dare I say. Because she's I like, agree. you know what? Everyone's going right. trick-or-treating. I this dude. I'm going to go hang out instead of hanging with the pack. I think we got to give like Sally that. her due. Okay. All right. Fair all right. I'll see. I Kelsey. agree with everything Anna said. I'm <laughs> all in. I'm all in on this. Wait, I love. Good. Please. No, I was going to say, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when she makes the comment about the 20th century comment, yes. I'm like, my queen, my girl. <laughs> I'm it. I love it. But, you, but I love this guy. When you right. do the snaps, Rick, yeah. and snap, no, this was explained to me. And it's about the taste in the mouth. Oh, wow. Which is too good. Yeah. See, Kelsey, do it. Kelsey, can you show? I, I'm sorry, this is an audio <laughs> show. Forgive us. Maybe one day we'll be a video. But yeah, Kelsey just gives the uh. snaps. So, yeah. But okay, why is, is Lucy not a feminist? Yeah, she's a bully, but can she be a bully and a feminist? She's independent. She's a leader. She starts, she's in her own business. She's not a leader. She's just mean. Mm. I agree with Kelsey. So- yes, but every bit an alpha male. And she's not a feminist. Or maybe, well, okay, wait, can we say this? Is she not the representation of feminism you want? I think that's better said. Okay. I think, was she a feminist? I agree. Yes. Because she did rock her own. She, she did. She had her own business, not in this show, but she did have her own business. She she got her own way. And I guess if a guy was as mean or as a bully like Lucy was, would he be considered a bully or would he just be considered a strong male? So I guess we would have oh. to take a step back. And look, I think he would be a bully if he pulled the football away as a guy. Shoot, even that. Yeah, Lucy playing football. Unheard of in the 60s. When you think of all the women in this, it's super progressive in the respect. We only get a a tease of Peppermint Patty, but we'll go on in the future specials to see that she's got a very strong voice and she's very unique and very independent as well. Shout out to Patty Phillips, Rick Beach. Who we went to high school with, who was I nicknamed her Peppermint Patty because she reminded me, and of course Love I was it. Charlie Brown. Sadly, my friendship. You have better hair, Kev. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Queen. Okay, so moving on. Loose reading TV Guide. I thought that was very clever of them for Lucy. Did you reading. notice that her photo was on the TV Guide? That oh. I really think that were, was the producers being smart and saying, "Come on, TV Guide, send us some love. We're yeah. going to send you some love." So I thought that was really clever. Do you even know what a TV guide is, Kelsey? Is it so, was that still around? It's been out of business, I think, for t- the paper version of it. Kelsey, do you remember a TV guide? No. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. Sorry, everybody. This, so Linus mails his letter, but this was the first yeah. time we get to see Linus use his blanket superpowers. He starts using them. You get to see 
this blanket is his Wonder Woman magic rope, magic laugh. It's his thing. He was so used to being bullied by his feminist sister, Lucy. He was like, I don't need you, big sister. She couldn't, she's like, you're not going to be able to reach it. And he's just watch me. And so yeah. it was just such a good story. Way. Yeah, he oh, finds that was the way. Always, he was resourceful. Li- Linus was always my favorite out of all. Love Linus. He was always my favorite. Who? That's probably later. We should remind me to ask what everyone's favorite character was, at least from this. Okay, Charlie Brown invited to the Halloween party. He dances for the invite, but then Lucy pops his blue and says, yeah, there was one invite list and one people not invited. You were on the not invited list not invited list and we make just it was a mistake kev is that something too a theme back then i remember not getting invited to the party oh yeah and now i feel like kids today and kels you can answer this better they invite their entire class you have to right sometimes yeah. it's mandatory rick you could speak to yeah. dad is, isn't it yeah no that's tricky but you certainly wouldn't have a not invite list but <laughs> back when we were kids you might Definitely oh did. We definitely did not. It was all character building when you didn't get the invite. You <laughs> cried to your mom, and she'd be like, and it's all character building. I'm like, I don't want any more character. You, you know what? It's funny. It was and it wasn't. It's hit or miss. It is. Do you know I mean? Miss. Sometimes for every yeah person that goes on to become a total overachiever, then you have someone who becomes a serial killer or completely <laughs> depressed. Yeah. I'm voting for... I like the 2020 way. Everyone gets an invite. Sorry. Everyone gets a trophy in that respect. Yeah, I digress. Okay, <laughs> Linus hits the pumpkin patch, and he's got a sign for the great pumpkin. I always, it's funny, I always use this reference when I'm the last one on a project who won't get off of a project, whether it's finishing a film or thinking someone, or even just thinking a human being is going to turn around. I'll always say, you know what? I know I'm the last person in the pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin, but I'm not going to leave because I know the great pumpkin's going to come. So I always think of this. I always think of Linus in that respect where it's the never give up, always have faith. Yep. You know, it was so weird too. Did you, as kids, I remember feeling so disappointed the great pumpkin didn't arrive. And I feel like if it were done today, he would, he or she would, great pumpkin would arrive rather than leave the kids feeling empty like that. I feel like today wouldn't have gone. They wouldn't have. They would have had a great pumpkin or something like. There would have yeah. been a note from him in a box of candy at his bed, signed the great pumpkin. There would have been some right. thing today. I, they would have right. I love well, that you just said left something at his bed like that because I don't think to me that I've read some stuff where there was some religious connotations and even that Linus is almost like a biblical figure and so forth, one of Jesus' disciples. So I don't think he would actually see the great pumpkin because that would wreck that whole scam, as you would say, Kev. But I like the little treat left at the bed. So it was like this proof that he's there, but he's never to be seen, more similarly aligned with Santa. Not to get too deep, but yeah, I think it does have a strong relationship to faith because we'll get to it later on. But when he slips up and says, if that was his lapse of faith, instead of saying when the great pumpkin comes and he stresses out about it. So you you can read it as deeply as you want. So I like we move along to costumes. They all get in their costumes and a great quote. I'm going to subtext costumes should be in direct contrast to who (laughs) you are as a person. And so Lucy's a witch, which I thought was really funny. I, I, I had a question. Who was the other girl? They mentioned a violet. That, that mm-hmm. was one of the, I feel like a B character that yep. pops up throughout the years in the, the Charlie Brown Schultz universe, yeah. but not well known. 
Yeah. Was she the and same freedom. as the little red hair? There was a little red haired girl that Charlie was in love with. I don't know if that's Violet or not. That's Rita. Oh, that's Rita. But they're played by the same child voice actor, so that's probably where your confusion comes in. She had the curly, naturally curly hair. She shows up later. And then Violet was the one obviously having the party. With Got the, it. The, with the plaid dress on. Trick or treat is explained to Sally, which I think is a someone who's new to Halloween. If you're a young kid, you get the full explanation. Okay, why did Charlie Brown have to have all the holes? He couldn't even... And it's, that was so sad. He didn't seem slow. As a character, he actually was smart and insightful and sensitive, but... It made me sad. I was like, Charlie Brown has all the freaking holes in his costume, then he gets all the rocks. I'm like, this isn't funny. This is literally sad to me. Listen, there's more. There's more. We see all the costumes. We all kind of had a pig pen back then. Kelsey, did you have someone in your class that didn't shower or was it? In In fifth grade, we had our teacher because there was a couple who did not shower and our teacher literally made us do armpit checks. And she goes, she said, you guys all need to wear deodorant. We're in fifth grade now. And I was like, thank you. Because y'all smell. And he did it with, and he or she did it with everyone? Yeah, she did it. Do we have his name so we can put her on the cancel list? I'm just saying, I want to, no. Why, why are you guys being like that? Just Shut up, Miss Westfang. My mom no, thought but, was- but that was a nice way to do it without it singling anyone out. It so was. you had, we had some pig pens. For sure. And, and you know what? I don't even want to explore, Rick, mm. pig pens home situation. Oh. Totally. Yeah, I'm sure not a good setup there no i don't think he was getting lunches packed for school that's an angling members a little and we're all sad listen by the pig pen and it was just that person just was mocked and it was yeah that was the weirdo whatever and it was, again it was part of culture but today yeah. i don't think you'd see a pig pen by the way even the name is shameful I that's have, what they called him yeah yeah the name okay. is shameful poor pig and the, and we get to see the red baron which is interesting it's a world war one ace Think of how old this is. Yeah. That was, that they why wouldn't they go to World War II? They go to World War I, which was still talked about back then in the mid-60s. And it got me thinking that it would be like, if we made a, a cartoon like this today, we, we would be re- referencing something from the early 1970s, which is a trip. Think of that. Think about if you reference something from the early 70s versus referencing something from 1917, World War I. Kev, I wonder, like, we couldn't do that, though, because that would be a Vietnam. So you can't really romanticize yeah, that. Yeah, well, not even if it was a war thing. It's just a, yeah. a culture. It just gives perspective, and that doesn't seem too long ago to us, to me, anyway. Yeah. But I just wonder of- if World, World War I might have been the last romantic reference to war, though. Like the nobility yeah. and the honor of saluting your enemy as you go down and stuff like that. It was... Yeah, and it probably had a it probably had a connection to the comic strip too. I think that appeared there. Probably okay. Yeah, good. I think actually uh, Charles Schultz's son. He was drawing. Charles was drawing a cartoon, and he came in with. He liked to do model airplanes, and he came in with one, and then he drew a little helmet on Snoopy, <laughs> and that was how the birth of the World War One flying ace came. To ah. Just completely random with the kid walking into Charles Schultz's studio. How good was that montage, though, Kev? Oh, I want to talk about that. Okay, we'll good. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, I think this is good because we all have different opinions on this. I, yeah, I had some thoughts on that. They all pass through the pumpkin patch, and Linus says, "Did you come to sing pumpkin carols again? This would have taken off today. <laughs> He's so cute. We'd all be singing. By the way, can't you see? Jay-Z and Beyonce would create the best pumpkin carol. Oh, my God. Think of all the money that could be made in consumerism. I'm telling you, the great pumpkin needs to come out today. Okay, I thought 
this is a quote for, for I think this is Lias who said, I thought little girls believed all were innocent and trusting. Welcome to, and this is welcome to the 20th century as Sally returns and everyone else leaves. Hmm. Interesting, right? That's okay. your girl kill. That's it. Okay, so now we get to see the red, the red Baron montage. Now, at the time, and this is probably more production notes, so I apologize. This was supposed to be a real achievement in animation. The Snoopy flying this plane and doing his thing. And I guess the producers of this in a 2006 interview said that this was their favorite part of the whole episode. Oh. To me, in my 20 brain, I was like, and just turns of editing. We don't need this edit. I would have been the producer. Cut this out. What's this got to do with Halloween? Oh, I need more Halloween. Jay-Z's. 100% agree. I had it as, in my notes, as the most random scene. Granted, I love the scene as Snoop, but I'm like, where did this come from? Like, all of a sudden, he just slithers away, and he has this whole thing. So I 100% agree with that. All right, Rick, I want to hear, because Rick's an artist. Rick, I want to hear from you. I thought it was just... A great take on imagination. And kids dress up as in different things at Halloween, and Snoopy took it to the next level by acting out a whole scenario for himself and a whole dogfight. But even there was a break, wasn't there, where we come back oh, from yeah, the montage? No, go, he, yeah, he crash lands in the countryside. Yeah, and then he, we, with the signs and everything, though. The, the French, yeah. The, the Shallow Sermon and all of the, all of, were those real places, I wonder? Yeah. They had to have been. Wow. But yeah, I thought it, I just thought it was brilliant. And I love even the way it was animated with Snoopy turning different colors to match this, this action. Really well done. In his desperation when he's swimming across the river. Yeah, I, I get Yeah, again, I just, yeah, I just, I was all, okay, whatever, <laughs> blah, 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 World War One. let's go. Get me back to Halloween. Which is sacrilege, I know. Have they gone trick-or-treating by this point to get their rocks? I think yes. they have because they, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I guess it was supposed to just be one rock, but one of the producers said, no, he needs to get at least, it needs to happen at least three times. Schultz only wanted to have it once, Kev. Melendez, who's the producer, is now he's going to get a rock at, at each house. And Schultz thought that was way too harsh. So you can see who won out there. So, okay, wow. Kelsey, the rocks. I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was really sad. I thought one could have been funny. Three was too much. And it was just like, what's the point? He doesn't need three rocks. Poor Charlie Brown. Why are we doing this to him? Well, she really would have hated my neighbor who gave my brother, who's 11 months my senior, he got a rock in his Halloween bag multiple years in a row. And my parents have never disclosed the neighbor who did it to my brother. So... He's in his mid-50s now, still carrying this torch, this, this scar, scar this shot the brown rock. And it sent my parents into absolute hysterics. Again, different. Me too. Oh, my goodness. The rocks, Rick, did, what did you think of him getting all the rocks? I'm with Kelsey. It was too much for me. Yeah. Too much. I thought the gang should have thrown him a bone and given some their candy no, to him, but nothing. Him too. Like, I, <laughs> and again, I, it just always bothered me. I think I... Probably we knew kids like this growing up that were treated this way. Yeah, Rick, I could probably name some <clears throat> names of people you and I. But to Charlie Brown's credit, he keeps coming back for more. And to the world's credit, for years to follow, people from all over the world mailed Charlie Brown candy to the studio. Not for the whole oh, Peanuts wow. gang. It was Just to Charlie. Charlie Brown. That's great. I like that. So, yeah, he got the last laughs. He yeah, did. He's the most famous, but... Man. That's cute. It is cute. Okay, so the gang comes back through the pumpkin patch. They mock 
Once again, Mark, Linus, and Sally, and then they're off to the party. And this is where, yeah, to me, Sally goes psycho ex-girlfriend. And she just was from lovey-dovey with Linus to just attacking. I loved it. <laughs> Everyone's thoughts. I thought it was hilarious, and I loved it. And I said, add a girl. That's my girl. <laughs> you liked her being lovey-dovey, then psychotic. You got to be a little crazy. There's got to be give and take in a relationship, Kev. And she didn't get anything. Honestly, she put herself out there, and the guy didn't come through. So he, I don't blame her. Did, did he court her to do so, or didn't she force herself into that situation? He was very glad when she did finally leave the group and walk back to the patch to be so, with him. Yeah. So we definitely Tacitly, should. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think he sold her. <laughs> yeah. And she should have got some restitution as she demanded. I agree. Oh, boy. It's funny. All right. We get the first appearance. It seemed to me at least physical appearance from Peppermint Patty that we mentioned earlier. Although we don't really get to know her too well. But we'll get to know her a lot better as things go on. At the same time, Snoopy's crossing through France. Nothing to do with Halloween. But Snoopy, they tie it back where he's asleep somewhere in the party, right? Or no, he's bobbing frapples. So it must have been his imagination. He's at His imagination ran away with him while he's at the party. But then he's bobbing frapples. No, good. Wait, no, Kev, I thought it went from the farmhouse... And then he crawls into yes. the window at the party, right? Yep. And oh, then he bumps for Apple. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yes. I thought it was. Okay. Sorry. Rick's correct. You can tell him how much I was paying attention. He went from France Back to Halloween. And slithered right into <laughs> Halloween. Okay. Kelsey, did anyone yes. ever bob for apples in your life? In elementary school, we did. Wow. Okay, good. Well, at our little Halloween parties. Nice. Rick, yeah. you've seen Very it. fun. Yeah. We used to do it harder than it looks. It is they hard. slip yeah. all over the place, yeah. They're really hard. Oh, so hard. But once you learn the trick, you got it. You're in. Okay. <laughs> is this something, Rick, that with your girls, it's out the door now? No more bobbing for apples because of sanitary reasons? Or do people still bob for apples? No. They they no wouldn't even more. get the reference. No. <laughs> no more bobbing for apples. No. There was such a, I'd say our generation was such a hangover, I feel, from post-World War II. That just, we were the end of a lot of that innocent stuff ice cream socials yeah. and like the tail tail end of that world in the tail on the donkey a lot of stuff right was was carryovers from decades before us and we were the yeah we got the last of it so we moved on to bad things <laughs> elaine in the booth do you ever remember bobbing for apples from gen z i do actually i didn't personally do it because i didn't want to but um it was an elementary smart. school when we would have our little fall fairs Nice. After school, all the kids would come. Oh. Then our elementary schools really cute. They set so many things up for us. So north, this is up in the northwest region. Yeah. Sweet. Interesting. Okay. Shout out Seattle. That's it. So they compare everything, and Charlie Brown, they're comparing candy. Charlie Brown, all he got was rock. And Linus still won't give up. Defiant to the end. And basically, we finally, we have a really nice moment. But he passes, he falls asleep. Lucy, go. everyone goes to bed. And the my favorite moment of this, and even when I was a kid, when it was like when Lucy put everything aside and underneath her bully was a good big sister there who goes and rescues him, brings him home, tucks him into bed. And I I thought that was a nice, that was my favorite moment. Agree, Kev, especially when she even thought to take his shoes off and tuck him in four ams. It shows she does have a little bit of kindness in that otherwise bully exterior. Yeah, which you'd like to think with the bully siblings is that okay outside of all that we understand that there's there's a love here there's a relationship yeah kelsey i wrote in my notes lucy was a b all 
show, but she really helps Linus at the end, and I loved that. It was nice. It was nice to see her soft spot, because I honestly hate that they made her a B. I was like, oh, okay. She does have a nice little soft spot. Yeah, and I think we needed that. Rick, cat's got your tongue, Rick. What is? No, I agree. Not much to add on that one, but I did. There was one thing in the party, Kevin, that we forgot, and that's when they used Charlie's head for the model for the jack. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my goodness. Good. So, like, it's, they, have, catch a break. they have to, no, they have to body shame him, too, which is just really tacky. <laughs> Sad. Poor Charlie. It's awful. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was the worst because he had that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we model. need your can't stand there. And he was so excited. And then they just. <laughs> Uh, model and they give him a little blush. I have to find out from the Schultz estate who has the rights to him, because there might need to be redemption. Chuck yeah. Brown redemption show. Yes, the Charlie <laughs> Brown redemption tour. Yeah, I agree. Either me or him as an adult. Again, it goes one of two ways. He either is a complete mess and failure, or he goes the other way, goes up to Silicon Valley, or goes to work in Hollywood. We see this a lot with a lot of nerds. They end up coming out here and becoming super successful and not always the nicest people with this maybe now he takes the power and goes the other way or not or not now you have to remember no so you have to i'd like to see the charlie brown redemption tour 2022 as him kicking butt i think in hollywood big director but i think what makes it it might make it more interesting is he goes he as they say the crap rolls downhill where now he's Got the power, womanizer, just yeah, and then needs to be redeemed. <laughs> no, Rick, why are you being like that? Like, he's got to learn the error of ways. No, no, I Class no, reunion, just goes to see Lucy, sees everyone to mock them all, right? <laughs> goes to smear it in their faces, but then something has to happen where he realizes, no, evil can't meet evil. Someone has to be the good one. And then suddenly free to the girl with the naturally curly hair that he had the crush on comes back and is like all into him and is stalking him. No, and he would reject her initially. Totally reject. This would be the one to talk him down. That's how I see Hmm. it anyway. It's a class reunion. Schroeder plays a nice ballad and he does a slow dance, maybe with Lucy. Nah, I think he's putting Lucy aside. I think he might go for Patty, but I think the little redheaded girl. Okay, maybe as no, that would be the reward after the fact. But remember, okay. he would target Lucy the way Lucy targeted him. Oh, and then he'd up. have to realize, yes, he'd have to realize this is not right. Well, she's expensive dress. She's got the Louboutin shoes. Thinking no, she's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it didn't. A lot of the young bullies. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe who knows? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll leave it to people smarter than us. But then they have their discussion on the wall. It's that famous, I think you've seen it in other cartoons, right? The, yeah, the thing with the fist on the chin, yeah. yeah. And we're just like, mm-hmm. what happened and what went on? And, and it was a little anticlimactic. What, what was interesting thought... to me about that, please go ahead, Ian. No, you go, Rick. I was just going to say, Linus has this scripted story, which he repeats, I think, for maybe the fifth time at the very end, about the great pumpkin will rise from the patch. It's like a, a litany. And I thought, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of that. Why the repetition? And it's very regimented, the way he says it. Almost, I don't know, is it like a prayer, almost, that he's just reciting? I I I thought that was really interesting. I think it does go back to that biblical figure comparison, Rick, where they're like equating it to a disciple and that that great pumpkin story is the coming of of Jesus' story. And he keeps repeating it because that's his mission. And then 
when Charlie Brown questioned it, when he was just like, oh, I've made some dumb <laughs> choices or whatever he said right. at the end. And Linus, it's the first time we see him get really mad at one of his buddies where he's had yeah. anger at him the whole time. And then he finally lashes out because they're questioning his faith, what you were alluding to earlier today. But, and again, I guess so in a deeper sense, that's how faith should be. That's why they call it faith, right? But see, I'm so two-dimensional and shallow that I feel like <laughs> it was never paid off. So I feel like it's just a loony kid that just won't stop. And then Charlie Brown's just like, yeah, why bother with any of it? Like, why bother with Halloween? You get rocks, you get rocks, your head is drawn on. I don't know. That's how I felt a little bit. But I'm glad you guys, obviously, I'm in the minority because this has been successful for so long. But I'm glad you guys think otherwise. Kels was in your boat, too, thinking it's all sad. But I don't know. I think Charlie Brown is so relatable to so many of us. Just yeah. we've had those not charlie brown full existence our whole lives but little moments where you're like damn i definitely won the charlie brown award today because whatever <laughs> happened so it's not just so when you see this it's not just nostalgia there's more to it no yeah, i think that's definitely. speak think, to that yeah i think just to your point kev you know that they'll come back for more yeah life isn't perfect it's not a fairy tale ending with these stories but you know that there'll be another story down the road and they'll try again which is nice and fail again yeah, but so do we. You get abused and, again. And that's, I think that's why it's so relatable, though, because we have to do the same thing. It's We're not going to win everything. but I know. You, you know, know what? It's, it's the right way to see life, unfortunately. I yeah. am so part of the problem with society. I am. I just want, I do see a Darth Vader and a Luke Skywalker. I see a Snow White and a Wicked Queen. And this is the problem because that's not real. It's the, the one extreme or the other. Things are great. But here again, that's why it's interesting how adult the Charlie Brown specials are, because it's gray. It's all shades of gray. It's not like a little kid's program where it's good and bad. I like it for that yeah. reason. Okay, let's move into some production notes. And if you would kindly let us in on some of that. Sure. I think we covered a lot of them in the last hour here. But one of the things that I think we have to make note of that's hot off the presses, if you guys have been watching on Twitter about the show is the only place you're going to be able to watch this special this year is on Apple TV. Plus. bought um, the library, didn't they? Yeah. It's available starting. It's already available now if you have a subscription. But if you don't have a subscription, don't fear. You'll still be able to see it the 28th through the 31st. So you'll be able to watch it on Halloween and that weekend right before. What's so funny, you can watch it on YouTube for free. There's people who have put up clips but in a certain order and if you click on play all it yeah. plays them all straight through again it, it stinks because again the, the magic of this sadly it's it's not but I, listen i think if you've got all the kids together and you're looking to keep them occupied or get them excited for halloween whether it's the dvd or apple tv or youtube i think it's still a great go-to but rick would you let did you let your kids your, your little well did you let them see this yeah, but honestly, they didn't have as much interest as I, I It was like a one and done, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. Really? How old are your kids? Yeah. Now they're they're older. They're um, 18, 16, and 15. But when they were little, and what I thought was the sweet spot, yeah, they, not a whole they, lot they, of interest. Nick, do you think it's a generational thing, <clears> or do you think it was just them? Hard to say. I'd say probably just them. I don't want to speak I don't for know. a whole generation. Generation. <laughs> Wait, okay. And 
Do you think it's generational? Do you, because you have nieces and nephews, Elaine, and? Yeah, and they span from, my grandkids go as, as young as six, all the way up to my oldest nephew, who's 26. And I think, I don't know if it's generational or more personality. So like my old, my 26-year-old nephew is definitely more retro and he loves it. Where the, yeah, the younger kids, the simplistic, minimalistic cartoon doesn't excite them because they have the more advanced graphics and all of that now. So I think it might be more of that. And what about the excitement for the holiday? They're still excited. I know they're still excited for holidays, but yeah, I think even though now it's like trunk or treat as opposed to trick or treat. What? Wait, what? Wait, back up. What? And Have you guys not heard of trunk or treat? No. Who's making who cool now? We all used to go out with our pillowcases and what have you and go trick-or-treating through to every single house for a couple of hours on our own our own devices. But as the generations have gone on, and Kels and Elaine, it'd be interesting to hear you pipe in on this too. But now the younger kids, they go at four o'clock in the afternoon, parents line up the cars and everybody goes from car to go trunk or treating. And there's no rocks and there's no razor blades and apples. Look, it's bags that... Trunk or treat, is gotta... is this just to get for convenience to get everyone in a parking lot in a safe area i think it's i think it's convenience safety because did you know every single person's that you knocked on their door back in the day when you went trick-or-treating i definitely didn't rick did you take the girls yeah we did but that was another thing we'd escort them but i was little when we'd go off on our own and walk miles in strange neighborhoods you had to get the booty you needed yes (laughs) get the loot different world yeah totally are there still places in the country where I guess parents and kids go door to door? Because I, I, what I see today is a lot of parents. This is a social night for them. They're out walking yeah. with the kids, right? So it's yeah. they, their drinks and their it's a right. It's that's a, how it is fun. for us. Yeah. Still, Rick. So your neighborhood? Would you do you have a lot of people ringing the buzzers and things like that? Not a lot. It's not like the old days. I think we get a maximum of 10, 12 visitors. Wow. Yeah. 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 Kelsey, do your parents get a lot of trick or treaters? Yeah, they do. We. Growing up, it, it's funny because it's gone in waves. Growing up, there was a ton of kids in the neighborhood. Then when my sister and I got older, there weren't so many kids. And now there's the little ones again. So my parents love it because they have little nuggets. All right. Listen, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into our first episode. We promise they'll get better and better. If you have suggestions for us on specials you want us to cover, how would they get in touch with us, Kelsey? Is this going on Apple we- Then they can comment right on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. And then tell us what to do from there. Our text number is 351-251-2511. That text number again is 351-251-2511. Listen, our next one will be the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because chronologically, that's how we go. So in the meantime, everyone have a healthy and happy Halloween. Two last things for you guys is for kids today with the Charlie Brown Halloween. Would you be comfortable putting a six-year-old in front of this, Kelsey? Yeah. Or Anne? I think yeah? so. Okay. All right. But I also don't and, have kids, um, so I don't know. I'm like, yeah. And I feel like it's for the rewatchability of this. If it's on Apple Podcasts, I know Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which we'll talk about in the weeks to come. I know that's usually the number one it was when it was on network television, even up to the last two years, was the always ranked number one in its uh, week of time for viewing which is pretty amazing clearly this holds up but like i said once again thank you guys everyone and elaine kelsey rick myself kev 
we'll be back in the weeks to come with more of these. And uh, I don't know. That's it, you guys. Just what else can we say? Happy Halloween. Thanks, Happy, thanks all. Happy Halloween. And by the way, no, and, and let me say this. It's the beginning of the holiday season, you guys. This begins it. I always say the Halloween season is the official beginning of the holidays, which is an exciting time. You've got Halloween, then we've got Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas, then we have New Year's, then maybe the Super Bowl, and then let's go. Season.